All right, welcome in. Latest episode of that SEC podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea and My Bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. Go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And hey, I didn't mean to throw you guys a curveball. We kind of teased it on the last episode. Cousin Shane, he's here in spirit. He's not here on the live show. You'll see what I mean in just a minute, but... uh, I do apologize. He had something come up last minute. He wouldn't skip it for nothing. It was it was something important, something he could not get out of, and he's basically laid up. He's all good. It's not emergency or anything like that. So, again, Cousin Shane will be featured on the show heavily all throughout the show here in just a minute. You, you'll see what I'm saying. But uh, we we just couldn't go without giving you guys another live show. We've... Got in the habit of doing these every Thursday night, so we didn't want to break a habit. And we got some games to play. I know they aren't the greatest games. It's been hard for me to hype these up all week long. But, um, hey, as always, before we get rolling, Prize Picks, one of our sponsors, head on over to prizepicks.com, daily fantasy sports. And this part we forgot. We forgot with Cousin Shade, so we won't have him critiquing my picks. But feel free to blast me. Oh, Cousin Shane is here. And this is not even what I was talking about, but appreciate you, Cousin Shane. Let's let's get Cousin Shane's thoughts on uh, my prize picks here. And he's not going to like this first one. Joe Milton, <laughs> passing yards against the Georgia Bulldogs, 210 and a half passing yards. I got, I'm going to open this, this twisted T for you, Shane, before I even say it. Under, under 210 and a half passing yards for Joe Milton against Georgia. That feels like a lock. Lock of the week right there. Lock of the prize picks. Brady Cook. Mizzou fans, you used to be going under Brady, uh, Cody Schrader. Cody Schrader's 116 and a half rushing yards against Florida. I ain't touching it because I don't want to jinx anything. I should probably just say under to get you guys, uh, you know, so that he'll rush for 300 yards like he has last couple times I said under. But I'm not even going to jinx it. We all know Cody Schrader's a beast. How about this? Brady Cook, though, 34 and a half rushing yards against Florida. I'm going over. That that feels like a gimme. And then one other one, Joe Milton. I'm not, I'm not totally down on Joe. Shane says Nico will be cleaning up, so that makes sense. <laughs> oh, bring Cousin Shane or we riot. I'm telling you, Cousin Shane, he's going to be here in just a second. Watch for it. But uh, Joe Milton over one and a half total touchdowns. This is passing, rushing, and at prize picks, they even threw in receiving in case for some reason Joe Milton catches. Maybe he catches a pass from from Nico because Tennessee's receivers are so banged up. Throw, throw Joe Milton at tight end. Over one and a half touchdowns against Georgia. I think he'll get to two somehow, some way. So those are my prize picks selections of the week. Uh, but, uh, Hey, like I said, we got some picks to get into and without further ado, cousin Shane, he's got his debut here on the show. Let's kick it over to cousin Shane. I hope his fingers crossed this works. Appreciate you for being here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how this is going to look or sound, but it probably sounds stupid. But, uh, hey, all that matters is getting the picks in. People want to know, where am I going? Because, obviously, I'm on a heater. Who's getting locked down? 
Um, and I'm feeling pretty good about this one. Mike, in fact, this one changed a little bit, and then it changed a lot when I heard this particular coach talk. I played the wrong one. Already off to a good start here. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta make sure here. Closing thoughts. I think I swear to God, I thought that was the right one. Here we go. Appreciate you for being here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know how this is gonna look or sound, but it probably sounds stupid. But uh, hey, all that matters is getting the picks in. People want to know where am I going because obviously I'm on a heater. Yeah, who's getting locked down? Um, and I'm feeling pretty good about this one, Mike. In fact, this one changed a little bit. And then it changed a lot when I heard this particular coach talk. And I'll let you guess, but we're going to get there soon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for it. Uh, but a couple of these games, Shane, let's start with uh, they're kind of ho-hum, no doubt. But yeah. uh, Chattanooga at Alabama, What do you? I don't, there's not even an M spread for this game. Nor should there be, Mike. <laughs> this game should not even exist. So Alabama, obviously, the main thing here, stay healthy. You're at the end. You're getting there. SEC championship. Last thing we need is some stupid injury, mainly your quarterback. But you you don't want to take your foot too far off the gas because, again, you've got momentum. Yep. So I, I expect a high-scoring games at least in the first half. But then a little keep away. You know, they got about four or five running backs they want to try out here and expect a full dose of that against Chattanooga. All right. Uh, can, you, can, can you get a score? A score? I didn't even do a score on this one, but <laughs> – We'll just say Alabama, I would say, give me Alabama 49, Chattanooga 3. Is that the first quarter? Yeah. <laughs> I really I, I expect, I, I'm thinking like 42 nothing at half. Right, right, And right. then they just run the clock out. Okay, I think that's. <laughs> Yo, and so that was the right clip. I just played it twice. I'm telling you, this is a professional outfit we got going here, but. Hey, we're we're doing what we can, but uh, so obviously Alabama's going to beat this shit out of UTC. I don't even know why they play these games. Noon Eastern, eleven o'clock Central, ESPN and SEC Network Plus. There's no spread. There's no over under for this game. This is, uh, but you know, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you get anyone caught it, but uh, Saban was on Pat McAfee, uh, I believe that was today, and he was just noting that hey, with this committee. You know, not that they're going to be breaking down Alabama UTC anytime soon, but style points. And Alabama needs style points right now because they're behind in the rankings. So, you know, even a 30-point win may even be looked down upon by the college football playoff committee. So when I saw Saban kind of alluding to that or, or discussing it, I, I think they're going to just destroy this team. So give me Alabama 63 UTC 10, I think they're going to just just kill UT Chattanooga. They, they always beat Tennessee's, so they're going to beat this one too. All right, how about uh, next one? Abilene at Texas A&M. Hmm? Let's get Cousin Shane's thought on this one. Fair. I think that's fair. How about another uh, barn burner, Shane? Abilene at mm -hmm. Texas A&M, interim coach and everything. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. this one, you know, obviously – more people are going to be watching than you think. You know, this is first time Jimbo's not there. And, right. And something we saw last weekend was a little bit of those positive vibes over there. The kids having some fun. Yeah. You know, they, they kept a coach. Uh, what's his name again? Um, I'm terrible at the names. Elijah uh, Robinson. Yeah. You know, that is apparently the, I guess the, the 
spirit animal of of this coaching staff anyway. So I expect a lot of fun mm-hmm. in this game, which is going to result in a lot of points. I think you know they've been playing too conservative here. Uh, they open up big time. Give me uh, Texas A and M. Let's go fifty six. Abilene Christian fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That that sounds about right. All right, so. <laughs> Abilene, I don't, I don't even know where that is. I believe that's in the state of Texas. But <laughs> you all know what I think of Jimbo Fisher. So I think getting rid of Jimbo is going to unlock the potential of this Texas A&M team. So give me Texas A&M 45, Abilene 0. This is a new start of Texas A&M football. A&M's back, baby, because Jimbo's gone. He's spending his 77 whatever million dollars uh, there on the ranch. He's got a couple ranches, I hear, but uh, he won't be near the sideline on College Station, and I think that's the best news that the 12th man's gotten in some time. <laughs> All right, so uh, next game, Southern Miss. We actually have a point spread for this one, thank goodness. Uh, Southern Miss at Mississippi State. They've also obviously fired their head coach, Zach Arnett. Mississippi State favored by 14 points. A Southern Miss 3-7 and seven on the season. Nice, uh, sick Brett Favre reference here by Cousin Shane in a minute. Noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central, ESPN and SEC Network, plus the over-unders 47 and a half points. Let's get Cousin Shane's thoughts on this one. Let's do that. All right. Mike, obviously this should not be a football game, but it – Feels like it could be, you yeah. know, because I think that's what we've been saying every week with Mississippi State. So, you know, don't be surprised if old Brett Favre doesn't suit up over there and make a run <laughs> at the at the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I think I think State wins, but I think it's a low scoring game. And don't be surprised if Southern Miss doesn't, you know, maybe get one at garbage time mm-hmm. to 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 screw the spread here. So I got State twenty eight, Southern Miss twenty. Well. Mm. <laughs> this is fun. That's how we should do it every time. <laughs> I like hearing Shane's thoughts uh, <laughs> without being in the same room with him. But uh, uh, <laughs> a lot of the same sentiments. But, I, man, Mississippi State's just so bad. I don't know that they could get possibly any worse. I don't, I don't think this is like the Jimbo situation where you, you get rid of the coach and the team's automatically better. I think they're, I think this is a hurting team. Uh, I don't think this is going to be an impressive win. In fact, I don't even think Mississippi State covers the spread. Uh, and that's even if Will Rogers plays, which I don't know if he will, but it sounds like he he might. Someone might have more updated information than I. But uh, give me Mississippi State to win it, 27, Southern Miss 14. So <laughs> I don't think this is going to be a pretty game. I think this is one that the SEC is going to be glad is relegated to SEC uh, plus or ESPN plus SEC Network plus because unless you're a diehard from down there uh, in Starkville, I don't, I don't think anyone's going to want eyes on this game. All right, how about uh, next? Staying in the state of Mississippi, UL Monroe at number thirteen, Ole Miss, thirty-seven and a half point favorite are the Ole Miss Rebels after getting waxed last weekend by Georgia. But UL Monroe's just two and eight on the season, not very impressive. Noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central on SEC Network. The over-under, 62 and a half points. Let's go to the Shane bot, see what he thinks 
on this one. Okay, how about uh, UL Monroe at Ole Miss? Just a 37-point spread here <laughs> between these two. <laughs> oh, man. You know, uh, Lane, I think Lane has a tendency to overreact and overcorrect. Correct. Yeah. So, um, you know, he is not – Obviously, you know, tickled pink with how things went last weekend. So I expect to bounce back, and don't be surprised if they don't jump on them like early, like 40 points in the first half kind of scenario, just because that's what they're going to do. They're going to open up. They're still trying to sell tickets, man. They're still trying to convince everyone that they belong in the talk at the end of the season for the top four. I'm not saying it's going to happen. A lot of miracles have to happen around them, but – I think that's where this 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 team is, but that's a lot of points. Thirty seven. I like UL Monroe to kind of backdoor this thing, and um, so I like them with the points. Give me Ole Miss forty nine, UL Monroe twenty one. Ooh, how about? Ooh, <laughs> yeah. He says the comments are the best part of this damn show. So uh, I. I definitely agree with that that's probably my favorite thing about uh <laughs> backdoor shenanigans they're picking up what you're putting down there shane bot so uh <laughs> no i don't think shane shane has the long covid but uh he, he may i don't know that's a shane question uh but here's the problem with this game the problem is a 37 and a half point spread jackson dart banged up got humiliated last week on the road and i mean hell georgia humiliates everybody so I'm not necessarily holding that against Ole Miss, but how jacked up are they going to be for Louisiana Monroe? Two and eight on the year, damn near 40-point favorites. You got a short week next week for the Egg Bowl on the road, nonetheless. So, yeah, Ole Miss could kick the shit out of this team and, and win by 50, 60 points if they wanted to. I think this is a game where you you kind of rest most of your starters. So give me Ole Miss 45, UL Monroe 10, but that 35 points, that's enough for uh, Monroe to cover the spread. That's where I've got this one. All right, how about uh, New Mexico State at Auburn? Man, what a slate we got here in the SEC this weekend. The Tigers favored by 25 points. And that's despite New Mexico State being – they're 8-3 and three on the season. They're, they're world beaters. 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central on ESPNU. The over-under, 48.5 total points. Shane Bott, what you got for this one? How about New Mexico State at Auburn, Shane? Tigers favored by 24. Even though New Mexico State, Shane, 8-3 mm-hmm. on the season. But uh, Auburn's obviously a huge favorite, 24 at home. Yeah, this one here, another interesting one. Auburn is on a path, a trajectory. And and I think, I'm not saying it, it was like at the peak last week against Arkansas, but I think a little bit of fool's gold there. I think there was some give up in Arkansas, and then naturally you just want to say, hey, Auburn's just figured out this passing passing attack. I'm not ready to say that. This is a this is an opponent that they've not faced before, and and I feel like it's going to be kind of a slow, sluggish game, maybe close at half, maybe they pull away toward the end. Mm. I don't think Auburn is ever in threat to lose this game. But I think that's too many points to cover. So give me Auburn 31, New Mexico State 13. <laughs> I like where he's going with that one. I mean, Auburn's red hot. Winning and winning. Here we got uh, – let me pull up the schedule real quick for anybody that's been sleeping on them, them Tigers. But three SEC wins in a row. 
It's more than some people thought they'd get all year. Going into, they win this one four in a row, heading into the Iron Bowl. It's going to be four in a row, obviously. So give me Auburn, 35, New Mexico State, 14. This is another one where I think the spread's a little uh, too big here. Um, I, I think teams looking ahead, not, you know, again, they could destroy New Mexico State. But this time of year, there's a reason SEC teams schedule all these cupcakes. They want an easy game. You want to be able to rest your starters. You got some momentum. Guys are beat up. You want them as fresh as possible going into what will be your game of the season. I know Georgia was a big game, and and you nearly knocked them off. You knock off Alabama, good Lord. I mean, it's going to be be a wild offseason in the state of Alabama. So can't wait for that one. Again, I'm going Auburn 35, New Mexico State 14. So I, I like New Mexico State in the points in that one. All right, how about uh, another cupcake here? Florida at uh, International, I think it's called, FIU, I don't know, at Arkansas. Somehow Arkansas is a 29.5-point favorite, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. Leave it to the SEC. Coach is about to get fired. FIU comes to town. Let's give Arkansas a night game. I don't know what's up with that. The over-under is 49.5 points. Let's kick it back over to the Shane Bob. All right, final uh, cupcake of the week is Shane. Building up on them cupcakes. Georgia and Tennessee? <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. FIU at <laughs> Arkansas. Shane, Razorbacks favored by 29 mm-hmm. and a half points. Ooh, yeah, I mean, obviously not a lot of folks going to be talking about this game after it, but, you know, it means a lot to Sam. It means a lot to this fan base, and, and more in particular, these seniors on this class. You know, I mean, yeah. there's – this they're they're getting to the last games, and a lot of these kids that are on this team aren't going to the next level. So the, the time is thin. So I expect more of a senior night kind of thing here. Um, a lot of people getting some playing time, and rightfully so, having some fun, cutting loose. I, I think that's important, man, because right now we've worried about analytics and third downs and tush push. I never want to hear that word again. You know, like. Why? Where did that come from, Mike? You know, growing up as quarterback sneak. Now all of a sudden they right. can't wait to use tush push in in the sentence, especially on an Arkansas game. <laughs> but anyway, man, this should not be a ball game. I think it is kinda toward the end because I feel like we're going to get some some other kids some playing time here. But I've got Arkansas forty two, FIU twenty. Hmm. I don't know about that one, Shane Bot. I mean. I hate to say it, but I don't even know if Arkansas wins this damn game. And I, long-time listeners of this show know I've been a big fan of the Razorbacks, but they're just playing so piss poor right now. If they come out like they did last week with their, you know, everything out in front of them, had a bowl hopes, win, they were favored last week. I mean, my God, it's hard to even imagine that considering how they got their asses kicked. But, I, I mean... You shouldn't lose this game, I realize. You're 29-and-a-half-point favorite. So I'm, I'm not going to be that disrespectful. I'm picking Arkansas to win, but I think FIU easily covers. I'm going Arkansas 28, FIU 14. Arkansas has got to prove something to me here before I pick them to win a, a big game. But, I mean, this is damn near lock of the week right here, in my opinion. Uh, but I, I'm not going to do that to uh, Arkansas and company. All right, how about Georgia State at Number 15 LSU night game, Tiger Stadium. 
LSU favored by 31 and a half points, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central on ESPN2, over under 72 and a half points. And, um, you know, keep keep your eye on this one because I think Jaden Daniels, if he's going to win the Heisman, he's going to need to pad those stats this weekend. Let's kick it over back to uh, the old Shane Bob. All right, another barn burner, Shane. Georgia State mm-hmm. at LSU. LSU favored by 31. <laughs> Man. Why do we keep uh, – nobody should schedule Georgia State, Mike. Have they not seen – didn't LSU go through this not too long ago with them? You know, uh, wasn't it TJ and, and, yeah. and company? You know, it was a tight, tight – you just don't – got to be careful. But I don't think this is a game – obviously, you've got the the best quarterback in the country right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what you're hanging your hat on, you know. LSU's not going to SEC championship, most likely not going to the college football playoffs. But they could win a Heisman here. And they do that by padding stats against these guys because that's what you got to continue to roll. So I think LSU puts up a shit ton of points here. Give me LSU 56, Georgia State 24. Why wouldn't they have points? You know, LSU has <laughs> terrible defense. <laughs> How can you not trust a, a bot like that? I mean, I, I think he hit the nail on the head here. <laughs> Shane Bot's got the hiccups. <laughs> we never said it was a perfect bot by any means, but uh, yeah, they're going to score. They're going to score at will. But uh, the problem is their defense. Obviously, even against a a weak team like Georgia State, which is a Tennessee graduate, I should never call them weak. Uh, but uh, <laughs> they're going to score. But uh, I think Jane Daniels. That's what they're playing for now. Trying to win a Heisman it would be two in five seasons. That's something. Obviously, it's it's not what you start the season to play for, but that, I think that is a that would be a feather in, in Brian Kelly's hat moving forward with recruiting and everything. So, I think it's another big time Jane Daniels performance. Give me LSU fifty two, but Georgia State gets twenty to cover the spread. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are sensing a theme here. I'm picking a lot of these these underdogs and the points. Uh, even in, in a game where LSU, I got them scoring fifty two points, but thankfully. Thankfully, we're over all these cupcake games. We got SEC matchups to to dive into before we do. Got to remind you guys, we're brought to you by MyBookie. Head on over to MyBookie.ag today. Put in that promo code, that S-E-C, T-H-A-T-S-E-C, and they're willing to give you a $200 cash bonus today at the online sportsbook, MyBookie.ag today. And Cousin Shane, we're about to get to his lock of the week. Excuse me, Professor Bot Shane's lock of the week. He is on a heater. He's hit three out of four here. I think, uh, I don't know if he's ever missed, he's missed one game since he's put on the damn glasses. He's got the glasses back. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch. 5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. So let's get into the SEC action. Kentucky at South Carolina. Gamecocks favored by just a half a point. This thing's gone back and forth since opening. Uh, it, Kentucky was favored just the other day. Now it's back to South Carolina. 
7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central on the SEC Network. Over-unders, 54.5 points. And that Shane bot, he's got good news for Kentucky. Okay, okay. Now the SEC action, Shane. Kentucky at South Carolina night game. SEC Network, 7.30. Let's see here. Kentucky, mm-hmm. favored by one and a half. Yeah. Open as a pick em. Uh, thoughts on this matchup? Tough, tough game. <laughs> T- tough game, man, and, and tough place to play. And I think, you know, when you're looking at these two right here, this, there's a little baggage, a little history. Oh, yeah. And, you know, this is one that I had one way, and then I heard Coach Stoops, and I went the other, and I overcorrected. overcorrected. Mm-hmm. I believe that this game is more personal to Kentucky than it is South Carolina. Mm. Now you're saying you're looking at South Carolina's records and you're saying, Hey, you know, they have an opportunity to win a bowl, to go to a bowl. You know, they got to win now. They got to win Clemson. I think they're caught looking ahead a little bit. I think they've penciled in Kentucky as an easy win. And I think that's a big mistake and myself included. In fact, when I started this week, I had South Carolina win in this game, but then I started thinking about it. How many times have I been wrong on South Carolina? (laughs) <laughs> and why that's kind of how I approached it. Like, why am I wrong now? And I, I believe it's because I gave too much credit to Vanderbilt. You know, Kentucky played Vanderbilt tough and they blew the doors off of them. And then we all jumped on the Kentucky wagon. Yeah. But last week, Vanderbilt is not that week. Vanderbilt, this, this that Vanderbilt team's done. They're out. So I, I feel like, some of that garbage scoring they did at the fourth quarter kind of skewed how, how I think that these future games are going to go. And even though Columbia is a tough, tough place to play, Kentucky is playing the best football they've ever played. And I know you're saying, did you not watch Alabama? Dude, <laughs> they they had opportunities in the third quarter to get back into that game. Yeah. You know, and, and Alabama, we're making an argument as a potential national championship team. So I, if you look at where Miss or Kentucky is since the Tennessee game, it's just been progress and progression, and I, I think they're just ready to explode. And, and and South Carolina will have no answers on defense for Kentucky. And if 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 Wildcats play their cards right, they they seriously could hang thirty points on them, you know. But I got a little bit closer than that because I I do think. Spencer Rattler and company are going to keep it close uh, because Kentucky has shown a few flaws here on the defense side anyway. But I've got Kentucky, lock of the week, 38, South Carolina, 24. The professor's on a heater. Watch out, Gamecocks. (laughs) Let me send you a picture. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yet I forgot to even mention some of these clips are so long. The software I'm using, I had to break them up in half. So that's, we got one more like that too. Like I said, we're, we're cutting edge here on that SEC podcast with, with the Shane bot here picking games. But how about it? Kentucky lock of the week. I don't even know if his little lock image worked here. I'm not seeing it. Anyway, it's a beauty. You'll see it on Twitter later. I, I apologize for that. I tried to get it to upload. I, uh, <laughs> Maybe Shane, can can he phone in? Can he send it? <laughs> but I, I do like a lot of what he had to say. I mean, this is a tough one to pick for me. Kentucky, South Carolina. Mm. 
neither one has lived up to the hype. <laughs> I feel bad. We hype up these teams all offseason, and then we get here, and, and they just don't live up to it. But South Carolina right now feels like two outstanding players, and they've been this way the whole season. Spencer Rattler, Xavier Leggett, they're playing out of their minds. The rest of the team, mm-mm. Well, Mario Anderson's coming on a little bit, but it's too little too late. I get it. At home, Bo Hope's on the line. But then you can flip it the other way and say, well, hell, Kentucky just got smoked by Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Mizzou. I mean, they're playing some tough games, getting their ass whoops. But I don't think South Carolina is is of the caliber of those teams. So how much does that play into this one? Mm. Back and forth, back and forth, night game, Williams, Bryce. This was really a, a flip of a coin here for me. I don't have confidence in this one. But give me Kentucky, 33, South Carolina, 30. Uh, Honda Morristown game of the week right here. Could go either way, but I like Kentucky. I like that edge. I think they're a better overall team. I think South Carolina's got the better you know, two players, uh, at least performing at an elite level. The home field advantage, that may be enough to beat Kentucky, but Kentucky's kind of owned South Carolina, at least when their quarterback is playing. So give me Kentucky to go on the road and knock off the Gamecocks. All right, how about uh, another SEC matchup here in the East? Florida on the road at Missouri. Missouri favored by 11 points. That spread is is pretty interesting. Thought it would be a little bit more than that. 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central on ESPN, nationally televised. How about that, Mizzou? Yeah, Florida's not lived up to the hype, but you sure as hell have exceeded the hype, and now you're getting night games on ESPN. That's a sign of, of the progress made this season by Drinking Company. Point spread, 57 and a half points. Let's kick it over to the Shane bot. Where, let's see. Now, I, I will not interrupt him on this one. <laughs> All right, how about uh, Florida at Missouri? Another night game, ESPN, 730 Eastern here. Uh, spread here, sorry. The spread is Missouri, Shane, favored by 11 and a half at home. Who do you like in the game? Who do I like in the game? Well, both these teams beat Tennessee, so I don't like any of them. <laughs> but, but I will say, Mike, I, I think one of the, the – the I told you yesterday that – or was it today? <laughs> you just never know where Shane's at. I told you that one of the mistakes that Missouri's been making all week is talking about Tennessee. Yeah, It was a great game. It was a great night. And there's a lot of trophies and awards handed out. But that's not going to help you beat the Florida Gators right now. Being dialed in and focused on a team that is injured. You know, a team that's that's one of those things. Like you, you never get near a dog that's been bit, you know, you because you just yeah. never know what's going to happen. And right now the Florida Gators are bleeding out and they have to find a win. Is it this week against Mizzou or is it next week against Florida State? I feel like Billy, this locker room, everybody that's on that roster knows that this is their only shot to get to a bowl game. Does Missouri come in with the same the same hype? Do they do they overlook, you know, let's squash Arkansas, let's go to a 10-win season, let's crown ourselves as the best football season Missouri's ever had. I think that's where we're kind of at right now with them. But who takes that step? You know, does does Mizzou rally? Does does Florida rally? I don't know. Actually, I do know. I don't know why I'm dragging it out, Mike. 
because Mizzou's playing the damn best damn football <laughs> I have seen. And yes, there's a reason that they needed to be looking back because that was an awesome weekend. But I expect similar results here. I think the biggest thing that is going in their favor this week is the fact it's in Como, man. Yeah. If it wasn't, I'd be worried about an upset. I'm not worried about an upset here. Give me Florida 21, Missouri 38. Oh. I think it's tied in the third quarter, oh. and then they open it up. Wow. Well, all right. All right, Shane. Man, he, I don't know about y'all, but he threw me by, by saying Florida's score first. But, hey, Shout out cousin Shane. Uh, he is is the bot is actually tweeting. So we do have the graphic here. Here's Shane's Grim Reaver of Kentucky with uh, notice the sunglasses. That's crucial to this uh, entire graphic here. But uh, appreciate you, Shane Bot, for for t- tweeting that out so I can show it to the live audience here. But uh, yeah, I mean. Mm, what a game. This Florida-Missouri, even when uh, the years that Florida's really good and Missouri's not as good as they are this year, this has been a tight series. It's been a tight, you know, Missouri's won in, in Gainesville. Florida's won in Columbia. This really could be a hell of a game. This may be Florida's last opportunity to make the postseason because it seems very unlikely, even though they're playing at home, that they'll beat Florida State. Who knows? You know, you throw the records out, all that rivalry game, but Florida State's humming. So is Mizzou, though. But, oof, man, back and forth, back and forth. And, and, you know, something I said last week was not jumping on Billy Napier of the defense, even though the defense has been awful. I think that said more about Jaden Daniels and that LSU offense just being in the zone. Not even Missouri is, is it to that level on offense you know they're not far off but they're they're not LSU good on offense right now but Florida's offense is humming again maybe that was more LSU's defense than anything but they were trading scores with LSU for you know three and a half quarters so I think Florida will have success in this game on offense I don't think they'll have success slowing down Cody Schrader and Brady Cook even uh, Luther Burton looks a little uh, limited. I, I don't know if that's the right word. He doesn't look quite a hundred percent like we've seen him dominate. If if he was a hundred percent, I'd be a little bit more concerned for because that Florida defense with Theo Weiss, Mookie Cooper, North Fleet, all the weapons they have. So I like Mizzou. <laughs> Come on, who was I go pick here? Billy Napier. He's two and nine away from the swamp. He's about to be two and ten. Give me Mizzou to win and give me Mizzou to cover. Forty two. 28 over them Florida Gators. And uh, Billy Napier and company probably going to be losing a couple more commits by the time this game's over. All right, so game of the week. Showdown here. Alabama. Oh, Alabama. Oh, my God. They hate Alabama. They, they, Alabama wishes they were this team. The Georgia Bulldogs, of course, number one at number 18, Tennessee. Tennessee's 14-game winning streak. Georgia, what are they at? 26 in a row. So, I mean, streak on streak. Georgia's not lost a road East game since 2016. They're 19-0 and in their last 19 games on the road against East competition. That is just insane. And, oh, yeah, the last team to win in Neyland Stadium as a visitor, Georgia in 2021. Them dogs favored by 10, 330 Eastern, 230 Central, on CBS, the over-under 
and a half total points. And again, this is one of those that I had to split. So I, in the middle of it, we're going to take a hes- hesitation. I'm going to cut it back. But uh, here's the Shane bot going on uh, his thoughts on Georgia, Tennessee. Game of the week here. Number one, Georgia. Number 18, Tennessee. SEC on CBS. Game of the week. Tennessee's final mm-hmm. game with Gary. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go because I didn't want to listen to it anymore. You know? <laughs> I was like, I refuse to listen to Gary anymore. I've already sent him off. Yeah. You know, they're, we're calling in all the cards. You know, me, SEC Mike are going to be there. Um, little girl named Dolly is going to be floating around. Mm-hmm. We may have dinner mm-hmm. after. I don't know. We'll see how things go. But, Mike, this is one of the worst games I've ever seen in my entire life was 2001, Georgia came to Tennessee and pulled off a freaking miracle. Do you remember that? The hobnail boot? Yep. You know, and thank God I didn't have a radio back then, or I would have had to listen to that over and over. I didn't. I missed it. Thank God we didn't have internet, or I'd probably <laughs> been in trouble. You know, or, you know, or at least cell phones. Everybody had cell phones. But but I'll, I'll never forget that game because it was a game that Tennessee was expecting to win. You know, it was a, it was a game – that there was no way in hell the Georgia Bulldogs are going to beat the Vols. You know, we're we're going to we're going to beat the shit out of these guys. We're going to continue and potentially make an SEC championship. And I'm sitting in that crowd listening to Who Let the Dogs Out like 5 million times. I, that song must have came out like around that era or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and and it was so funny because around me I did not know there were Georgia fans. It was so loud. Tennessee fans were all dialed in. But as soon as they took the lead, everybody was singing that, and they came out of nowhere. And it, and it gave me pause going into this one because it's kind of similar, you know. Here's the Vols coming into this game with no expectations of winning. Nobody is picking them, you know. They're, you'll never hear it. Even Vegas kind of even like wanting you to pick them. Like they're saying, hey, look, it's 10 points. Come on. Yeah. It's going to be a damn ball game, you know. Shane's going to be there. Dolly Parton's <laughs> going to be there. Don't you want to put money on the Vols? No. No, I don't, Mike, because Georgia is on track to be the first ever three-time national champs. And I don't give a shit what Minnesota did. or mm. that. I'm talking, man, doing it now in the 2020s. Yep. It's, this may never happen again. And they're getting right at the right time. Yeah. You know, you got your linemen coming back. You got your tight end back. Uh, George is scary. And the defense is absolutely ears pinned back, dangerous as hell. You know, and it kind of surprises me that this is a 10-point game. And I'm not locking it because I love the wall, love the balls, but I ain't leaving either. By God, in the fourth quarter, I'll be sitting there chanting and wanting Nico to get out there if it goes wrong. So give me Georgia 35, volunteers 21. Mm. That's tough. It is tough. It's tough. I don't like doing it. I don't like picking against them. And who knows? You know, if the craziest upset ever happens, mm-hmm. maybe I can somehow navigate my fat ass to the field and <laughs> help them tear down the goalpost. If anybody can tear down the goalpost, it's this guy. You know what I'm saying? So I, I want to be a part of that, and, and it would be awesome if it happens. But, you know, there's been a lot of games this year with this Vol squad that I've gone in optimistically only to get punched in the mouth. Yeah. And so it's tough for me to do it because 
I'm like everyone else now. I don't know if if Tennessee even has a shot here. Yep. Man, from the Tennessee homer himself. <laughs> Let me tell you why he's wrong. Because they let's just say Vols pull off a miracle here. Georgia loses a game. I know God forbid we're not even allowed to utter that sentence without them dogs barking. But uh, if Georgia were to do the unthinkable and lose, still win the East, you've already clinched that up, destroy Alabama in the SEC championship, you're you're going to the playoff. Now, hmm, you beat this game. I don't care if you win by 100 points and get on the road at Tennessee. You probably knock Tennessee out of the rankings and you lose to Alabama. I don't think you go to the playoff. I know that's kind of weird logic, but I don't think the SEC is going to send two to the college football playoff, at least not while these other teams remain undefeated. So I don't know this is the the game for Georgia. I really don't. And you, you heard it from Kirby. You know, they're sleepwalking through practice. He didn't quite go that far, but that's kind of what he was saying. And, you know, last week people were doubting him. The exact opposite this week. Everybody's picking them, picking them to win big. How about these stats? Tennessee at home, they average 39 points per game. On the road, just 25. Tennessee allows just over 12 and a half points per game at home. On the road, they allow 27.8. So this is a different Tennessee team at home than it is on the road, like we saw last week. Joe Milton, I already told you, he's hitting the over on the prize picks of one and a half touchdowns somehow, some way. Could be rushing, could be passing, could be a combination of both. I think he gets going. They get that run game going, which they've not been able to do against Georgia the two years under Heupel, and, and they'll make this a competitive ball game. That's the path. Cousin Shane in the stands, Dolly Parton singing. I mean, come on. This all, all signs point to a Tennessee pulling off. This is what Tennessee does. You pick a, everybody and their mother picks against them. That's when they win. When people start to believe in the Vols, that's when they fail miserably. Lock of the week. 10-point spread. Get the hell out of here. Georgia, 45. Tennessee, 14. Lock of the week. Come on now. Georgia is, is just on another gear right now. This is their final test. This may be even a tougher game than, than what they face against Alabama in the SEC championship. Georgia going to come into Neyland. I think Kirby takes it personal every time he comes into Neyland Stadium. He wants to send a message. He wants to kill them Vols. And, you know, they're, they're, this is a big recruiting weekend for Tennessee. There's probably going to be a number of guys in those stands that Georgia's after too. And Kirby's going to say, hey, this right here, this is why you need to come to Georgia. So I think Georgia just, just steamrolls Tennessee. I don't care that me and Cousin Shane will be in the stands. We're just going to be two sad, drunk balls by the end of it. It's not going to matter at the end of the day. So give me Georgia. Again, 45, Tennessee 14, lock of the week right here. Ten-point spread. I don't know where in the hell anybody's coming up with that. So dogs big on this one. And, uh, hey, just a little announcement. I'm going to be back on the Paul Feinbaum Show live in person on campus tomorrow, Friday evening. Uh, They're doing it at uh, Ayers Hall, uh, same location they did for the Texas A&M game, 6.30 Eastern, up there on the Paul Feinbaum Show. Come say hello. A lot of y'all came out. I I would imagine many Georgia people are going to be at this game, Tennessee fans, Georgia fans. I don't care what fan you are. Come 
come heckle me, come say hello, do whatever you want. I'm trying to drag cousin Shane there, but because of what happened, uh, you know, today, I don't, I don't think he's going to be able to make it, but I'm going to try to get him, pull his leg to get him up there, but come say hello, 630 Eastern again on, on Tennessee's camp and campus airs hall, uh, Paul Feinbaum show live should be a good time. And cousin Shane, he's got some, uh, closing thoughts even <laughs> after making Shane bot here's Shane bots thoughts to close out the show. All right, buddy. Uh, any closing thoughts before we head into the weekend of these SEC games? Yeah, sorry. This was kind of weird uh, back and forth here, um, but I'm sure Mike's edited it, so it don't look so, <laughs> so dumb. But uh, final thoughts, I think, uh, you know, wasn't the greatest slate of games, but it is games, guys. Yeah. And there's only some of us have one game after this left. So soak it up. You know, your wives are out there, maybe your husbands with their honeydew list, and they're about to they're about to hammer you because they know when that last game is. You know what I'm saying? Getting ready to go to weddings and shit like that, you know, all of it. So um fall's the best time of year. We got Thanksgiving right around the corner after this week. Yep. You want to talk about the ultimate time. It's from this Saturday to next Saturday. If you are a true SEC homer, a college football lover, this is the best week from Saturday to Saturday. So soak it up because it's going quickly. <laughs> yeah, so again, uh, sorry that it was a little weird, but uh, we did the best we could here. I hope you guys got a kick out of uh, Shane Bot and everything. But uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of the show. I do appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. Enjoy the games on Saturday. And remember, like Shane says, but we only got so many of these left. Next week is is going to be, the schedule is going to be wild because it's going to be rivalry weekend games on Thursday, Friday, and of course on Saturday. So uh, my plan is probably, I'm probably going to go live after Thursday, even though it's Thanksgiving, Friday. We'll go live after that one too. Not quite sure how we'll do the predictions just yet, but, uh, you know, stay tuned. We really do appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. This football season, you guys have been tremendous. I really appreciate all all of y'all on the YouTube live. You make these shows special, and that's why we go out of our way to uh, to do them. And, and you've added a lot to the show this season. So I hope you'll stay with us uh, all throughout bowl season. And we got some ideas cooking for the off season too. So keep, all we try to do is try to make this show better and better and better every year and just to try to give you guys the best content possible but can't thank you enough for tuning in thanks again we'll catch you on the next one hey buddy this beer's for you mike and cousin shane that sec podcast loves the pirate and the pirate loves that sec podcast hail state